Hello, Primal Beings, and welcome to a new episode of The Primal Journal. This is a Primal Beings podcast, your platform for being primal in modern times. We are pouring our love and passion into these episodes and truly hope that you will enjoy them. We love hearing from you if you enjoy this podcast or if there's anything else you would like to share with us. You can find us on primalbeings.com or at primal underscore beings on Instagram. For now, we have closed our Patreon subscriptions. We feel like we've jumped a gun on that one and we're perhaps a bit too enthusiastic and ambitious by offering more exclusives on a concept we have only recently put out in this world. Therefore, we will focus more on growing our community and mailing list for now, as we will personally continue to learn about all the ins and outs of building a business. That being said, we have been testing a recipe for a slow oven-baked flaky salmon on a bed of herbs. It is so good that we had to share this one with you too. You can find the recipe on our website now. Please keep this between us because we like to keep it a secret until the evening itself, but this will be on our menu for the annual winter family feast at our home. Without further ado, I would like to welcome all of you to this episode of The Primal Journal. In today's episode, Mark will share about how cooking shaped human evolution. If you want to read along, the blog can be found on the website primalbeings.com as Rituals of the Hearth, Cooking as a Primal Connection. Let's begin. Three small figures are crouched down near the fire, a pile of food next to them. A bunch of root veggies, some leaves and a couple of shellfish. Carefully they are roasting the food, catching as much liquid as they can in the shells. More figures can be seen in the dim light cast by the fire, further away against the edge of the clearing. They seem to be on the lookout, sticks in hand to defend themselves from whatever may come out of the jungle. The light, smoke and sound of the fire and cooking attracts unwanted attention from the animals around. But many of these products can't be eaten without cooking, or at least take a lot longer to digest and are far less tasty. The time preparing and waiting for the food is spent talking, telling stories and sharing the day. When they finally sit down to eat, the entire tribe shares what little they have. Those most valued and honored might get the first pick but everyone gets to eat from the shared stack of food. Even though the hunters have filled today and brought home nothing, tomorrow is another chance and maybe they will bring back a feast. We don't know for sure how the early human societies worked, but based on a lot of what we do know, this is pretty much the picture I always create in my mind. A chosen family, trusting of each other, sharing a meal and a story around the fire. When people say controlled fire is the greatest invention humans have made, they are spot on, but often not for the reasons they think fire is important. They usually go down the road of it allowing for all the other progress in the form of melting metals. I think we really need to take a step back though. Fire has shaped not only our biology, but also our communities. Cooking on a fire is a dangerous thing to do, not only for the fire itself, but also for all the attention a fire will attract. If you're not strong enough to defend your food, a fire is a surefire way to lose it. So we bonded together, the value of fire high enough to take those risks. This story really has two parts, so let's begin with biology. Fire allows generally worthless foods to be valuable. Potatoes, for example, have little value and can even make you sick when uncooked. But when cooked, they are a great source of energy. This is true for many of the staples in prehistoric times. When fruits became scarce for our last common ancestor, they came out of the trees to find new sources of food. 
Later on, Fire allowed for far more foods to be added to that list of new food sources. So instead of dying from hunger, we managed to negate the dangers of fire to survive, or at least did our best. The impact cooking had on the human body is a book on its own, but the short of it is that we wouldn't be the humans we know today if it wasn't for fire. The other side is social. We needed to band together to negate the dangers of fire. Sitting in one place with a bunch of food while making a massive signal of where you are, dangers that would mean a single early human was almost sure to die from predators. But the strength of the many managed to lower that danger significantly. Big predators would no longer take us out, the fire would be big enough for more than one, and gathering the food together would also ensure we could share and balance out good and bad days between each other. These two together form the basis of the cooking animal theory. We as humans may not be the strongest, toughest, smartest, or be the only ones to use tool. What really sets humans apart is their ability to cook. Another theory I need to mention here is the drunken ape theory. This theory starts out by assuming a lot of what we do, but specifically farming, has started out with a biological wish to be drunk more often. In the wild, animals already manage to get drunk without cooking or food preparation. Fruits that fall down from trees or bushes start fermenting naturally and get a low alcohol percentage. Chimpanzees are known to seek out these fruits when it's in the season. Cooking, or better said food preparation, allows humans to not depend on the seasons and be drunk year-round. Every culture around the world seems to have found a way to make their own alcohol. Even to this day, alcoholic drinks are central for social gatherings and rituals around the world. Both theories share a simple truth. Prepared food is central to our social interactions. We thrive and are shaped around cooking. Fire may be the greatest invention. But I dare to wager that cooking on that fire might be the next big thing. Cooking might be thrown around as a tedious task, a chore very few people want to do, and in many cases a waste of time that many companies would love to help you with. Where eating has been reduced to either a basic need that simply just needs to be fulfilled, pretty much like breathing, or it has become an indulgence where only the best is good enough. But when we want to stay true to our primal being, it is important to see cooking and eating for the rituals they are. A ritual to bond over, a moment to connect, and a starting point to share your stories. So next time when you're cooking a meal for your loved ones, take a moment to think back to our early ancestors. Those that shaped our biology and society. And maybe, just maybe, take some of their rituals and make them work for you. That is the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening and make sure to also check out our newest episode, The Value of Sharing, Caring and Reputation. If you have already listened to that one too, no worries. The next episode will be launched next Tuesday, December 12th. Thank you again for listening to today's episode, especially after what we have shared today. We hope that you keep cooking. Stay curious, stay connected, and until next time.